Welcome back everybody. Today in the Nick Finzer audio experience, we're looking back at a great video that's gotten a lot of attention on YouTube. So maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't seen it, but if you want to watch the video instead, where we're talking about lip slurs, the number one secret for doing lip slurs, and that is focusing on the moment of change. So if you want to see a live demonstration, maybe go over to YouTube. But today we're going to have the audio from that video and explain a little bit how I like to approach uh, lip slurs, and this is, goes for any brass instrument, not just trombone. But specifically, if you're a trombone, trombone player, you're going to enjoy uh, some much needed assistance for most of us who are trying to really get those things clean, those lip slurs, get those lip slurs clean. And so that's what we're focusing on today uh, in this episode of the audio experience, the number one lip slur secret. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Hey guys, welcome to the video. And today I just want to talk a little bit about something I'm thinking about today, which is the basics of thinking about flexibility, the basics of lip slurs in particular. Uh, I like to think of flexibility as a much wider concept, but I'm specifically today really kind of thinking about and digging into lip slurs uh, because sometimes we forget that the reason that we do it is to create smoothness right between the different partial series. But the moment that is the thing that uh, is out of our control sometimes that we're trying to get into our control is the exact moment when you change between partial series. So if you're going between a B flat, the bottom second line of the bass clef to the F, but you're going from one, you know, from B flat to F to B flat to F, the moment where we actually change from B flat to F is the moment that we're trying to get under control. So trying to be able to feel it in our chops. And so sometimes we can do lip slurs really fast and uh, it sounds really smooth, but when we slow it down, like way down, so when we're trying to control that exact moment when it switches from the B flat to the F and the B flat to the F, uh, we can kind of discover that we actually maybe aren't as smooth as we thought. So what I mean is this: I've been today. I've been practicing, just warming up. I have a gig tonight with my band, and uh, just been thinking about just really the staff, and, and I'm thinking about working outwards from F. So I'm thinking about the change from the F to low B flat and the F to high B flat. So what I mean is this. At normal speed, it might sound like this. And that's okay, but I think that I could really actually make it more smooth if I focused on the exact moment when I'm switching up to the B flat, then back down to the F, then down to the B flat, and then back up to the F again. So going really slow, like this, three, and if you really focus on trying to let there be no space and an instantaneous switch between the two by connecting the buzz so if when I'm buzzing that I'm going I always tell my students think about a hill rather than steps when we're thinking about um, this. I always tell my students to think about a hill rather than steps, like slotting, when we're thinking about lip slurs. And because we want it to be as smooth as possible, so we have to move the buzz smoothly, but we also want to do it as quick as possible so that it can, you know, smoothly transition from one note to the next. So it's maybe it seems a little bit, you know, counterintuitive, but it's kind of the combination of the smoothness and the fast switching that allows us to have a smooth and even lip slur. So one more time, I'm, I want to try to get it even smoother. I didn't think that that was as great as it could be. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm just saying, trying to connect them. So to me, if you just listen to that, I think that the connection between B flat to F is better than the F to B flat. And some things that I can think about to make that better is changing maybe the the vowel shape inside my mouth going like ah ee ah see if that helps. So I'd isolate just that top one and then I'd isolate the bottom one. any wasted effort it kind of was a little I don't know exactly how to describe it but if you listen to it it's not exactly perfect you know and so I'm striving to get it exactly even and sometimes one note is louder than the other and I'm trying to balance all of that out so good luck practicing I'll leave you with this exercise that uh, this is what I'm working on but uh, definitely try to think about the moment of change and keeping it nice and smooth like a hill not a staircase so here's the exercise slow like that it exposes all those moments you could hear that that wasn't perfect and um, I'm going to go back and try to address those a little bit but keeping it nice and slow is the only way that we're going to be able to address it and make it better so I could do that a couple times slow because I could play it super fast and it would sound maybe better because you wouldn't hear all the detail and that's fine, but to me, it's really not that super clean. So I'm trying to go back and focus on that moment of change between the middle partial and the upper partial, the middle partial and the lower partial. So good luck with your practicing. Make sure you're breaking stuff down to the very, very fine details so that we can kind of really address the details. So when you zoom out and you start playing any rep that includes some whip slurs, maybe that will help you to address those uh, moments. So thanks for watching the video, and I'll see you guys back here really soon.